Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-aged child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Tired of never hearing a dad's point of view? Where are our fathers out there? And what about a dad's perspective in parenting? Welcome, Impactful Parents. Today, you get to meet my new occasional co-host, Rodrigo Bravo. Rodrigo is a co-parenting mediator out of the state of Texas. He is a parenting coach, and most importantly, he is a dad of two boys. And Rodrigo brings a dad's perspective onto the Impactful Parents stage to give you even more just variety and expertise and an added perspective on parenting topics. So I'm really excited to introduce him to you today. Thank you for being here, Rodrigo. Hello, my name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent, and I help parents of school-age children turn their chaos into connection with their adolescent. I am a mom of four kids, a teacher that has taught every grade from preschool through high school. And today I help moms and dads like yourself to navigate that exhausting, confusing, frustrating, but rewarding world of parenting. So welcome to The Impactful Parent. Thank you, Christina, for having me here on your platform. Super excited. I know that we've partnered before on, on uh, several platforms and had a really good uh, conversations, uh, uh, people engaging with us and so forth. And so I'm excited to begin this new journey. That way we can continue helping parents out there, you know, with these uh, situations that come across and how to become better parents in our abuelitas. We met on an app called Clubhouse. And if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, it was... Um... It, it was great. It was a great app. They changed it since then, but it was still a good app, I guess. Um, but I remember when I first met you, and I don't know if you remember when the first time you ever saw me was, or like, you know, virtual met me on Clubhouse, but I was really taking a huge leap of faith and wanted to run my own Clubhouse room. And that was way out of my comfort zone at the time, super out of my comfort zone. And um, I did not know where I was going to open up this um, this room in Clubhouse is what they call it. And I found an amazing community called the Amigos. And um, I asked the leader of Amigos, Denai, if I could run a room. And she let me, of course. And it was just nerve wracking. I was so scared that day. I was terrified. I wasn't sure if I could talk for... 30 minutes, 45 minutes, um, just off the fly to an audience. And you were in that audience that day. Do you remember? I do remember. Yeah. And you did a really good job. I mean, you're, you're telling me that you're nervous and, you know, I don't know, anxious maybe or whatnot, but I couldn't tell at all. Well, I was super scared, <laughs> but what <laughs> was great that day is that almost immediately after, you know, listening to me for a little while, just ramble off for the first 15 minutes, uh, you came up on stage, which is uh, basically in this particular um, app platform, it just means that you can come up and start talking with me and interacting with me. And it was such a sigh of relief to not have to be the only one on stage. Like that's scary when everybody's eyes on you. I do so much better when I can like talk with someone and we're collaborating. And I mean, that's the whole point of the whole impactful parent anyway, was collaboration. It's why I wanted to build it. Uh, I never wanted to be alone. So you bring so much insight and I just, the things that come out of your mouth 
and that all are hilarious. But they are so freaking insightful. And I cannot wait for my audience to get more of you. And um, that dad's perspective that I've always wanted um, on the Impactful Parents stage. So I'm just super excited to have you here. Well, that's very kind of you, Christina, to share that and uh, to, to express that. I remember that first time we got on there, you know, we, we afterwards, I was like, yeah, hey, this is great. You know, this is right up my alley because I, too, believe in the spirit of collaboration over competition. Uh, a lot of people fo- feel that when you have two par- two people that focus on parenting, right, you and I, uh, some people may look at us as competitors. I tend to think that we're really collaborators. I think when we collaborate, we both can grow. There's room for everybody to to really uh, uh, become more, right? Whether it's business-related, connection-related, network-related, et cetera. But we had the longest-running room in Amigos history. We Besides the daily room, right? The daily networking room. But the room we had was, I mean, we outlasted everybody. We were warriors. And uh, the only time we stopped was for your vacation, right? I think it yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> which means you need a vacation a little bit more often. Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> yes, but, but, yes. Yeah, we, we did that. And uh, and uh, I think it was just testament to uh, not only, I, I I would say, our commitment to helping parents, but also to people wanting that, you know, and, and there's a need for that and people wanting to share their stories, wanting to to get help and to see what's out there because a lot of times, you know, parents do feel that they're on their own. And so again, really happy to make that transition from that platform to this platform and talk about, you know, everything in between when it comes to parenting. And what I love about that is it's going to be uh, your perspective, my perspective of these different topics that we'll be talking about and, and we welcome other people's perspectives in the comments and things. And it's it's so great to talk things out as I learned so much from you and I'm sure it's reciprocal. And we just, it's you can't help but feel the awesome synergy. And like, it's exciting to me because it's, it elevates parenting and, and I get better and you get better. We all, it's, and then everybody learns from us. It's great. And I just can't wait for this season. Tell me a little bit about uh, your expertise in mediating. So you are a co parent mediator. What does that mean for the audience who has never heard of that before? So so basically the way I started my trajectory, if you will, was in mediation. Um, I am a certified mediator in the state of Texas. Certification means that I've taken courses, that I've taken modules, that I know certain aspects of the law, and that I take refresher courses throughout the years. Uh, I'm, up, I'm also updating myself as new things come across and so forth. So that's what uh, a certified mediator in the state of Texas is. And, and let me go a little bit further. In fact, uh, I, I was a corporate. I had a corporate life before. Uh, I was uh, in tr- public transportation, in construction, uh, and also in broadcasting, which I still do as kind of uh, my volunteer, my activism work uh, with a nonprofit called Nuestra Palabra. And so I've done a lot of things, but I always had a passion for helping other folks. And that stemmed from my own issues. Um, as you know, I have two two boys. Uh, both of my boys have different moms. Uh, my boys, uh, Samuel, my youngest, uh, his mom, Maribel, I always elevate her name because she really allowed me to be the dad that I wanted to be. And uh, and I'm a good dad. I'm a great, phenomenal father. I, I love being a dad. I love my boys. 
And even through everything that I put her through, uh, she had every right to kind of be that quote unquote messy parent or that messy co-parent. And but she didn't. She she really said, "Hey, it's on you. You know, if you're gonna make this work, you're gonna make this work." And and honestly, she she put the onus on me and said, "Samuel's gonna realize if you're a good dad or not. I don't need to tell him." And and I think that's wonderful. And I think I would hope people would allow their kids to find out on their own, just like Maribel allowed me allowed my son to find out on his own. If hey, is dad really a good dad? Is he up to snuff? You know, it's, I don't need mom to tell me. You know, I can find out on my own. We had a great co-parenting relationship uh, with Rodrigo, my oldest son. His mom and I, we did have a great relationship. Uh, you know, we we both got married young, we got divorced young, and we separated young. And there was still a lot of growth there that needed to occur, uh, especially on my part. Uh, you know, I, I mean, this is not a one-way street that it was all her fault or anything like that. We both were just young, you know, and we just didn't we didn't know what we didn't know. And so there was some trials, some tribulations there. I ended up going through my own mental health journey, uh, my mental wellness journey, and I really owe a lot to that. I really owe a lot to therapy. Honestly, uh, it started off as couples therapy, and then student started turning into individual therapy. And through that, I ended up realizing what was holding me behind to be a better partner, to be a better uh, co-parent, and really just to be a better person. And so throughout that, I also attended mediation sessions in my own dealings with the uh, attorney general here in the state of Texas, with uh, both of my boys' moms, you know, dealing with all that. And I noticed that there was such a complete lack of education, of support, and, and really understanding for parents that were in the same situation that I was. The only good thing about me was that I had resources. I had a privilege there. I, I, I kind of knew my way around things. I knew people. Uh, um, I, I had resources. There's a lot of people that don't. A lot of people that don't, don't know how to, you know, navigate these uh, tricky waters, if you will, of not only the judicial system and, and, and child custody, but also just of, you know, of life, you know. And so so bringing it back over here, when I decided to become a mediator, my focus was going to be something child oriented. And uh, and again, the power of Clubhouse at that time, I really have to lift up somebody else's name that was instrumental in that. And that was uh, Miss Deidre Jones. Uh, she had a room. There was a single mom's club there on the clubhouse. She heard me speak. Uh, and this was before I even started my whole mediation practice. Uh, um, uh, in fact, I was just talking about it at that point. I hadn't even filed my LLC. And, and to be honest, I hadn't, even, I hadn't even taken the courses yet to be a mediator. And she heard me speaking about my life experience in another room. And she reached out to me and she says, oh, my God, I got this club. It's called the Single Moms Room. I would love it if you come to the room and just offer that parent, that dad perspective. Same thing that you're doing right now, Christina, right? And I was kind of like, okay, you know, why not? You know, so, I mean, I like to talk. So, sure, why not, right? I like to help people. And I like Clubhouse, you know. So, I was like, okay, let's do this. And the first time that I went in there, it was a big room. And I provided perspective and it was, it was a big hit. It was great. Deidre said, Oh my God, let's do this a weekly thing. Let's do this every Wednesday and so forth and et cetera. And I said, sure. You know? And so I got on there at the next Wednesday and there was a lady there. I'll, I'll never forget. Her name is precious. She got on there and she asked her question and I gave her some perspective and based on my experience and this and that. And she said, 
man, boy, I should hire you. I really need your help, and I should hire you. Well, how much you charge? And, and this whole time, I, you know, again, a little bit of imposter syndrome, right? For, especially for a lot of us, you know, uh, folks that have come from marginalized communities. Uh, I identify as Chicano. You know, I still feel like eh, this is my experience, but, you know, I, I'm not here to charge people. I'm not here to this and that. Um, well, Dietra totally had a different mindset. She was like, well, you need to set something up because you got something here that really is going to blow up that you should really kind of tap into. And so with her help and guidance, I was like, okay. And so I finally made the jump and I said, okay, let me register my LLC. Let me do this. Let me register for my courses. And believe it or not, I actually had a, a couple clients before I was even certified. Uh, now, I made it very clear, right? I said, hey, look, I haven't gone through the whole thing. So I'm just talking basically out of experience and so forth. They didn't care. You know, the ladies were like, Yo, I really just need some help. I need some perspective. Help me get off this ledge because uh, th this is just not working what's going on right now. And so full circle now to today, you know, here we are talking about really the same issue still, right? Where folks uh, are battling, are dealing with these co-parenting issues that come across. And a lot of times we focus not on the most important thing, which is our kids. We focus on other things, you know, our, our personal issues, our, our, our grudges, uh, things that maybe aren't as important as what's most important. And so that's what I do. That's how it started. And that's where I really owe kind of the genesis of my practice. I'm really proud of that. I'm really happy that it came, it came about organically and that I was able to help others. And then through the platform, you know, I met you and we were able to collaborate and we were able to help others and really kind of, you know, uh, start a foundation for making sure that people understood, hey, you're not out there alone. You're not there doing this by yourself. There's other people that are here that have been through it. I remember one of my favorite series was when you and I spoke about our own parenting journey. And we talked about uh, how people may see us like, oh, they're the experts and this, this and that. But we had to go grow into our uh, uh, phases as well. Uh, I think you you remember that, right, Christina? Oh, yes, I do. That's, uh, again, out of my comfort zone. So I remember all those things because to talk personally about my stuff is it is it outside my comfort zone. It's another reason I want you here is that you bring that out of me um, because I won't bring it out of myself. And I don't really have anything to hide. I just, I just feel like it's hard for me to talk about myself sometimes. And that was, it was a great, great episode. We got to learn a lot about each other and, and really show everybody that we've, been there. <laughs> like it's, we weren't, we weren't born experts or anything like that. Like, no, we, we had a fail. That's how coaches evolve. It's through our own experiences also. And, um, so it was great for people, I think, to, to see that side of us that we're just, we're people, we're not psychologists that have read all the books and, um, that's has its place. And honestly, it's important to some people, but this is a different kind of help We're we're much more personal, I guess, if in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. I, and I think uh, uh, one matter that I really wanted to touch on was that whole thing about you and I, or, or you saying, hey, I didn't, I didn't really, I'm not comfortable talking about myself, right? I was in the same boat. I got to be honest. I, I, if anything, at, at, at various points of my life, I, I was pretty ashamed. I, I was really embarrassed i would hide i would lie about things uh, my boys for example 
um, you know, they have two moms. Uh, I, I, I felt like I was contributing to a stigma that I was just a statistic, you know, oh, here's this Latino guy. Well, not even guy or man, but boy, right? There's this Latino boy and look at him. He's having moms left and right and having kids, I mean, having kids left and right and the two failed relationships and, oh my God, you know, just a cluster, you know, and, and, and I was really embarrassed by that. I, I got to admit, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't as open about uh, as things as I am now. And really what it took was me just owning it really, you know, and again, I'm talking about my experience it really took me to say like, you know what? That's me. That's my story. And, and it is what it is. And I'm making the best of it though. I'm not here just, you know, just wallowing or, or having a pity party, but it did take me a while to get there. And again, I owe it all to my mental therapy, uh, mental therapy, my, my mental counseling. Uh, shout out to Dr. Kay Howard uh, in Houston. Uh, she was really the one that uh, we started off uh, my, a partner of mine back then, she and I, we we went to couples counseling. Uh, you know, it went well, this and that. And then I went into my own individual counseling. And it was really there where I really learned to say, hey, you know what? I own this. Yeah, I'm, you know, and not to be embarrassed about it. And she, she said, she told me straight up, she goes, you need to start talking about it. You know, when, so maybe when you introduce yourself, maybe that's like one of the first few things you're going to say. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, like, like, who goes around talking about their failures right up the right, right from the beginning? Hey, my name is Rodrigo Bravo. I have two kids and two moms. You know, you know it's like, nobody, right? Nobody wants to do that, right? But I had to own it. I was really embarrassed about, you know, my what I had done. But I'm not embarrassed about my boys. I, I love my boys. My boys are amazing. They're they're out there doing what they want to do, living out their dreams. I, I love that for them. And so, you know, if, I, if I'm going to own them, I got to own everything about them. And that own, means owning that story as well. And so I just want to, you know, put that out there for folks that, you know, when Christina and I are, are speaking about our stories, you know, it is tough. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm a talker. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I want to talk about everything. Nowadays, yeah, I can talk about pretty much anything. It doesn't really matter. But it took, you know, time to get there. And I don't think people should be embarrassed if they're still on their journey as well. If they're still kind of getting there, maybe not all the way there, don't let that prohibit you from getting the help that you need, especially when it comes to parenting. Because a lot of times, and Christina, you know this, I know this, as parents ourselves, sometimes our worst enemy is ourselves, right? Because we feel we, we beat ourselves down because we don't know the answers or we did something wrong, even though we didn't know what to do. So I think that's really critical that we understand that and we take that into account. And that we do get the help that we really need. Along those same lines, uh, I think there'll be several people who will be listening to this and nodding their head and saying, yeah, I mean, maybe, I mean, am I a good person to, you know, get help or do I really even need help? No, my the problems I have are silly. And I just want to debunk that and say, Rodrigo, what kind of um, like main issues do you see all the time? Uh, when people come to you and say, can you help me with this? Let's give people examples of what people come to us with. Yeah, I think I think a lot of folks too many times feel that their problems are minor. Uh, I'm not here to judge what the magnitude of your problem. Your problem is your problem. And if it's a big problem to you, then it's a big problem. Uh, you know, we, we, we can definitely we can definitely perceive when, you know, certain issues are bigger than others. But that doesn't mean that one person's experience is bigger than another person's experience. You know, it's just different. And to that person, 
that item, that that issue in your life might be a smaller issue, right? But in their life, it's the biggest issue. So I always tell parents, I go, hey, whatever issue you have, it's important. And if it's affecting the relationship that you have with your child, let's work on it. Let's let's help each other out. I had one a one a client who was kind of like, I don't know, you know, should I do this and that? And I said, well, what's the issue? You know, wow, you know, my 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 children's uh, father is not really coming around and this and that. And you know, I go, okay, well, you know, you don't see that as a problem. She goes, well, you know what? That it doesn't matter to me. You know, I said, okay, that, that's fine. But the perspective is, how does it affect your kids? Does it matter to your kids? And she said, yeah, yeah. I said, I said, okay, well then, you know, that's an issue then. You know, now look, we can't force people to be something that they're not, but we can definitely give them the opportunity, you know, and if you're going to let somebody fail, uh, in this case, you know, th that, that particular father, give him the best opportunity not to fail. And I know that that's pretty hard. A lot of times, you know, we were like, ah, screw him or, you know, F him and blah, blah, blah. I get that, you know. I trust me. I've been there, right? I, I, I long time ago, I was definitely kind of along those rails, right? But, but, but we're we're, we're being short sighted, you know. Uh, we're leaving our kids out of the equation. Now, if we provide every opportunity for that person and they still fail, I promise you, your kids are going to see that. You, you know, actions speak very loud, and your kids, you know, you could tell them I love you. You could say this. You could do that. But if you're not around. They're going to notice that and they're going to remember that. And that's where, you know, quality time comes in. That's where, you know, the amount of quality time comes in. And so for her, for example, it may not seem like a big issue to her, but once, you know, we kind of changed that perspective around, she understood why it was important that she did do something about it. You know, uh, fortunately, the guy came around. Uh, you know, I spoke to him. Uh, we started, you know, doing some sessions and he came around and he realized that he wasn't really doing his part. And he said, you know what, let, let me let me adjust a few things, do this, do that. And they're no longer my clients. And I love that. I I, I don't want to have five-year clients. I, I'm not I'm not here to, you know, like let's have endless sessions. You know, there's no, no, no. The whole point is to develop to a point where we have good communication, uh, to a point where we both understand what we need and what we want, and then develop a game plan. And then once we have all that down and we start repeating those cycles and doing good good work on that, then you you won't need me. You, you really won't need me. And so and so hopefully that's what happens. And the quicker we can get to there, the better. Uh, obviously, you know, with, with good good input and, and making sure that these changes are sustainable and realistic. And so, uh, but that that's the whole end game, right? And so I think that the talk that 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 kind of speaks to what you were talking about, how folks may think an issue is not that big. When in fact it is, last point I'll make is that there are issues that are very big. Uh, one issue, for example, uh, you know, it's come up maybe a couple times now, but it was very big for me was when my son came out to me. Uh, that was a huge, huge deal in my life for him. Uh, I kind of already knew, but, you know, I didn't want to mess that up. You know, I wasn't going to put my perspective. I knew that my son, it was super important for him. And so that's how I treated it. Obviously, there's different levels to everything, but no issue is small. No issue is, you know, tiny. If you have an issue and it's important to you, I promise uh, Christine and I, it's important to us as well. And we're more than happy to help you the best way that we can.
And I think one of the misconceptions that a lot of parents have is that it's like therapy in that, yeah, it might last forever or, or, cause I do have clients that will just come to me for one session or two sessions. They have a really specific thing that they want to get help with. And because they've already done the foresight of really narrowing down this, like maybe one particular behavior that their child is is having. So then, then I'm able to really hone in and also give them these like, Hey, try this, try this, try this. And, and maybe that's it. Um, that there's not a long-term commitment to it necessarily, or it could be parents think that they can't mold it to look like what they need. And you certainly can. I want to get into your boys because, um, people are going to be learning a lot about them as our series continues. And so you have two amazing boys. They're both out of the house now, but tell us a little, just briefly about each one, what makes each kid unique. Cause you know, every kid is different. Um, and maybe just well, a lesson that you learned from that one kid. Well, I'll start off with, uh, Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo, he's a uh, 22 now. Yeah. He's 22. Uh, he lives here in Houston. I'm I'm currently in Houston right now. Uh, he's a student at University of Houston downtown. Uh, he's uh you know he's living his own life. He's got his little apartment doing his thing. Uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, my son he is gay. Uh, he also does drag, uh, and he's doing great with that. You know, uh, um, I'm super proud of him. I know that when I was young, I had certain dreams that I kind of wanted to try out and do and so forth. Uh, but, but you know, my parents, uh, my dad wasn't particularly supportive of that uh, trajectory. I ended up doing other things, and then I ended up having a family and then having to work and so forth, right? So my my little window of uh, opportunity to go out there and just, you know, uh, you know, pursue dreams, if you will, it kind of vanished, you know? Uh, I made sure that, you know, when my boys got older that I was going to support that. And so my son, that's his dream right now. And so uh, he just got a promotion at the uh, restaurant that he works at. So he's an assistant manager. Uh, he's happy about that. It's funding his his dream. And I've told him, I said, take take a few years, man. You know, just, you know, have fun with it. You know, you never know what happens. If something comes out, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least you won't have this whole what if. You know, you won't think about like, well, what if I did do this or this and that. At least, you know, like, hey, I gave it a shot and I had a good time doing it. And, you know, and, and so forth. So so he's doing his thing, you know, and I'm super proud of him, super happy for him. Um, and, and one thing that I learned from him was patience. Um, there was a time when he and I weren't talking. And, uh, and um, you know, very briefly, I, I you know, it, it was uh, just being honest, it was nothing that I did. Uh, you know, he just was improperly influenced at the time. Um, but, but I kept going, I was talking earlier about actions. I kept going, I kept seeing him and I, I'll probably share, you know, the long version of this story later on in one of our future episodes. But, uh, but eventually he saw that, Hey, you know what, that's sticking around, you know, I, you know, this isn't, this isn't the way it's supposed, it was supposed to go. You know, I thought he was going to take off, you know, and just forget about me, but no, he's sticking around and, and he, he realized like, Hey, I'm in it for the long haul. And now we have a fantastic relationship and we talk all the time. And, and, um, and right now he doesn't really talk to his mom that much. And I keep telling him, I was like, Hey, you remember you, you made a mistake with me, right? Maybe, you know, maybe there's a mistake there too happening. You know? And, and uh, that, so that's a whole nother story we can get into, but that's really what I learned was patience. I had to learn, learn to be patient with him because I knew that 
he wasn't doing things out of his own volition at that point, you know? And I just had to kind of grind it out and live through that. And it sucked. It, it completely sucked. I, 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 I fucking hated it. I'm not going to lie. I, I, excuse my cuss word, but I really hated it. But I had to do what I had to do. And, and now looking back at it, I almost feel like I had to go through that, not only to make our relationship stronger, but even to give me that perspective and allow and help others now on my co-parenting uh, 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 consultation, if you will. And so then Samuel, Samuel's my youngest. And Samuel, uh, like I mentioned before, I've always I've always been able to have a great relationship with him. Uh his mom and I, we 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 had a very short relationship. Uh and and she she confided in me long time late, later on, right? A few years back. She told me, she goes, I didn't think you were gonna be around. I thought, you know, you you we met up, you you know, you had your other son, you're more worried about that. I thought you were gonna take off. And and so uh so you know I I, I did stick around, and then uh, Samuel and I, we have a great relationship. Samuel actually actually moved to San Antonio uh, to live with me. And so he actually lives with me. Uh, he graduated in high school a couple years back. He's in school now, and he he has a little full, uh, little part-time job right now. Uh, he's having fun. I, I, I leave. I, I'm, I'm traveling quite a bit right now, uh, both for work and for some other stuff that I'm doing. And so he's got the apartment to himself. Uh, he has a little girlfriend. Um, I'm still parenting. <laughs> it's, it's it's wild, Christina. It's wild. You know, I'm, I'm over here in my second phase of parenting, and I didn't realize I was going to be parenting a, a 19 year old going on 20. Sometimes, <laughs> so, so it's it's been a journey. But what I learned from him is really trusting, trusting my son. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I, I travel a lot right now. Uh, I was in Chicago uh, earlier this week. I'll be going back. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I wasn't. Uh, yes, in Chicago. Um, I'll be in L.A. And then also got to go to Cincinnati. All kinds of places, right? And my son is by himself with his girlfriend <gasps> in the apartment doing things, I'm sure. And so I have to trust him, though. Uh, you know, and, and I've shared I've shared some stories about Samuel and I, and I'm sure I'll share them again, you know, on, on their platform. But I have to trust him that he's going to make the right decision. Uh, I can't be a helicopter parent. I can't just be over there. You know, if I tell him, no, you can't have your girlfriend over. You know, he's still going to have his girlfriend over. I know it, you know. Yeah. Uh, what am I going to do? You know, get mad at him and, then you know, ground him? I mean, you know, yeah, I can kick him out and do this, you know. But but I'd rather just be honest about it and just tell them like, hey, be smart, you know. Uh, and and when we've done our cleaning, house cleaning stuff, and do this and that, I, I've noticed that he has condoms in his room. You know, cool. You know, I'd rather see that than you know something happening that you know uh, maybe you know he'd have a big life change that quite frankly he's not prepared for yet. Yeah. And so I want him to be, I want him to be safe. I want him to be protective. I want him to, to really understand that, Hey, right now is kind of like a, you know, go to school, have fun, you know, pursue some dreams, whatever. But, you know, you know, uh, uh, I started off young and I want them to realize like, Hey, you can start young if you want, but you got to really cut a lot of things out as a young parent. And one of those things is your dreams. 
It's super hard, super, super hard. You can still do it. You hear people do it, right? Oh, I have kids and all oh, this and that. But it is super hard. And my life is a great example to them. And I think they're using that as kind of a template. They're like, you know what? Yeah, we love dad. And I'm glad dad had us, but we don't want your kids young. We don't want any kids right now. And so we're going to hold off on all that stuff until you know we, we get further down the line. But those are my two boys in a quick nutshell. Uh, they're they're great boys. I'm very proud of them. I love them. And yes, you'll probably be hearing a lot about them because, hey, I'm a parent, too. You know, and, and I've I've made my mistakes and some of my biggest lessons have been through those conversations with my boys. Um, one final note, I'm really proud of the level of communication that we have. And I think that's one of the things that I try to instill in my clients, that the best thing you could do is have a good, solid bedrock of infra, of communication. Start, and it starts with trust. It starts with, before you even communicate with them, you got to be, you, there's got to be trust there. They got to feel secure enough to even have these conversations. So there's layers to all this. I know we've talked about it, Christina, and I'm kind of excited to talk about that as well in future episodes because it is super important and it's something that just goes beyond co-parenting. It, it goes into parenting, into relationships with our kids and just having a great life and being a good person. Like let's set up good bedrocks, good foundations for solid communication so that when our kids need to talk, you know, hopefully we're the first ones that they talk to. Yes. Hopefully they are. That's, that's our goal. That's our goal. Thank you, Rodrigo again. And I really look forward to our future episodes. So tune in everybody. Now, time for some announcements. Question and answer Thursday is back. I'm super excited about this because this is your opportunity to write in a question to the show and I might answer it live here on The Impactful Parent. Of course, all submissions are kept anonymous. So if you have a parenting question about your school-age child that you would like to submit, go to theimpactfulparent at gmail.com or you can message me on social media. Don't be shy. You can always ask for a friend. And don't forget about the Impactful Parent Workshop this week. This is a 100% attend from home virtual event. You can choose to join us either Sunday evenings or Wednesdays during lunch. Our discussion topic changes every week. And this week, we're going to be talking about how to talk to our teenagers about sex, drugs, and peer pressure. Either join us passively where you can sit quietly behind your computer and just take in all the information, or this is also an opportunity to ask me questions. Either way, you're going to get a lot of information and learn about how to talk to your teenager about sex, drugs, and peer pressure. So register with the link below. Thank you for joining me today. Remember that this episode is just a small part of what the Impactful Parent offers. Also available are online courses, parent support groups, coaching services, and the Impactful Parent app. Find out more by going to theimpactfulparent.com. If you would like to reach out for Rodrigo Bravo services and his co-parenting mediation and coaching, you can email him at rodrigobravojr at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me today. If you want to become a more impactful parent, consider upgrading your Impactful Parent subscription. Because investing in your family looks like unlocking videos that'll provide you tips and resources on the topics that you care about the most. And being one step ahead of your kids so that you can catch the bad things before they start. 
Your Impactful Parent subscription can be a valuable resource in your parenting. And for less than $10 a month, it's more than worth it for your family. So go to the Discover tab down below and it's that easy. But until next time, you got this. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.